Welcome to our third episode of Mouse Ears Required, our Disney podcast and our countdown to our January 2022 Walt Disney World vacation. Welcome back for another episode of our wonderful podcast, recording this on Sunday. Trying to get ahead on the week, excited to see what comes. I'm surprised that we made it this far, but excited to see what comes. Um, thanks for tuning in again. How are you doing today, Abby? I'm good. You know, we're recovering. Tim and I actually met playing volleyball, so yesterday we played some grass volleyball outside, which Tim does all the time, but I did for the first time in a few years, so a little bit sore today. <laughs> kind of excited to recover and be a little bit lazy and hang out and just do our podcast. Cool. That being said, let's get started. What are we looking at doing today? So last week on our podcast, we talked about all the things we love in Walt Disney World, what movies we love, um, what resorts we love, things like that. So this week, it's going to be more about maybe the things that are at the bottom of our list of things that aren't our favorite things to do while we're there and why and kind of what are whether we're looking forward to trying them again as we go back for this trip. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's start with um, Magic Kingdom. You can go first. All right. So at the Magic Kingdom, and I'm probably going to hurt my dad's heart by saying this, that the Hall of Presidents is probably my least favorite attraction over at the Magic Kingdom. I don't think I've been on it recently, like in adulthood, because I feel like a lot of the trips that I talked about before have been concentrated on us going to Epcot so we didn't spend a lot of time in the Magic Kingdom and what time we did it was just kind of doing all the top rides but when I was little when we went to the Hall of Presidents we always went right after lunch because we always ate in that area and we'd go in there and the air conditioning was on and it just felt more like a good time for me to take a nap than actually pay attention to the historical significance that my dad really values in this attraction and I think he was a little mad when I would kind of doze off after our lunch in this ride. I don't think Ernie ever gets mad. I think that's a big (laughs) phony tale right there but I don't know. I feel like that is one of the rides and it kind of goes along with mine but that it's I don't know if it's meant to be enjoyable per se as much as it is meant to be appreciated for what it is. Um, I know for me Mine is kind of a similar mindset. Like I said, it's a, it's a small world. Um, my mom always liked this ride. And I think it's because my grandfather did. And um, my grandfather was supposed to be an artist for Disney and chose to go to the war. So I appreciate what it is. But ultimately, it just kind of creeps me out. Um, not looking forward to it. But I also feel like it's a, it's a needed evil. I feel like uh, when we go, I'll want to go on it, but it doesn't mean I will enjoy it for what it is. Um, overall, though, it's a cool little ride. It's as old as the park, if my memory serves me correct, which is pretty cool. And I think they feel like they've updated it a little bit, but they've kind of kept, kept the authenticity of it. Um, again, I feel like this kind of goes with the overall theme of our podcast in general and the fact that do I love this as my favorite ride? No, absolutely not. Do I dread it? Only for nightmare purposes. But I feel like it's a cool little thing, and I enjoy it uh, for what it is. It's just definitely not my favorite there. I feel like every time I go on this ride, though, that song is stuck in my head for the rest of the day. Cool. Like, I'm singing it before we get onto the ride, and then getting onto the ride just makes it 
horse, and that song is just planted in my brain. Yeah, and for the I'll rest picture of the day. those dolls coming alive and <laughs> continuously singing that. That's what nightmares are made of. But it's okay. It was it was cool for what it was back in the day, and it's still pretty uh, pretty neat in my opinion. Um, moving along, we'll go to Epcot. Um, Actually, before I do, I forgot my secondary one. My secondary one was Alien Encounter, and for anyone that knows me knows that I'm both fascinated and terrified of aliens. Um, I actually never went on the ride, so I couldn't put it here, and it's no longer there anyway. Um, however, just walking past it scared the bejeebus out of me. So that was just a weird feel for Disney to have there, in my opinion. Um, but I would, if I could go back in time, I'd probably go on it just to be able to say that I do or don't like it because I feel like it would be intriguing. But moving along. We'll wait, wait, wait. Did you ever go on Stitch's Great Escape? No. Okay. Because that replaced Alien Encounter because it was also, I mean, Stitch is an alien. So it replaced Alien breaking Encounter. News. Yes, breaking news. Stitch is an alien. And I thought when they moved it from Alien Encounter to Stitch's Great Escape that it became less of what nightmares are made of and more kind of family friendly and I really liked it when it was Stitch's Great Escape but I don't think it's even that anymore so yeah I don't know it's news to me you're the you're the expert here I'm just a guy that lives off his seven-year-old's memory so that's that Epcot finally third time final time uh we'll be going on to it um mostly because I jump ahead too much because my brain's scatterbrained um but my pick for this was Spaceship Earth and I know we talked about it a little bit um the last podcast I'm excited to go on this ride. I'm excited to see what it is and actually have authentic memories to what it is. Uh, however, I do think it's going to be more of, of an attraction than a ride, which usually isn't my vibe. I like shiny objects and entertainment. Um, I think it'll be cool, though. I think it'll be cool to go on and be able to see. So I am looking forward to doing it this time around. Um, but, I mean, I feel like Epcot, especially as an adult, has so many cool things there that I feel like it will still remain on the bottom of my list, but I think I'll be able to enjoy it more than maybe my memory serves. I mean, I think it's just going to be a new perspective for both of us going, especially you, since you haven't been there in so long. And as we are kind of thinking through these things of maybe not our fondest memories of going when we were little, for me, when it came to Epcot, it was always Captain EO. And I don't know if it was because I wasn't a Michael Jackson fan, which I feel like I sort of am. I enjoy his hits and everything. But I really loved Honey, I Shrunk, Shrunk the Audience. So when they replaced that with a Michael Jackson attraction after he had passed away, I was kind of sad because I did really love those movies as a kid. I thought they were great. And the fact that they had an attraction in Epcot which when I was little wasn't exactly my favorite park to go to, that they had this attraction that I could relate to because I had seen the movies. I was super pumped about it. So when they got rid of it and changed it to the Captain EO, I didn't like it. I just didn't get it. I didn't have an appreciation for Michael Jackson yet like I do now and just didn't like that attraction. Again, kind of like Tim said, it wasn't a ride. You had to go in. You sat in a theater-style situation where you watched this 3D kind of performance of Michael Jackson doing his hits and for someone who had grown up loving his music or things like that I'm sure this was a great attraction for them but for me it just didn't hit home and you know I was definitely always ready to kind of move on to the next when people suggested that we go on to this ride or we decided to go in to cool down for one reason or another. I didn't even know that ride was there. That shows you how long it's been. Um, I've, I was there for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and that was definitely like a family favorite. I feel like we always went on that and enjoyed that. So that's kind of a bummer for me, but yeah. 
Well, I mean, can't stay in Epcot forever. Even though I think we're going to spend the longest of our days in Epcot when we go because there's so many things to eat, see, and do. But we should move along to one of, you know, Tim and I's definitely favorite parks is going to be Hollywood Studios. Now, Tim, let's try not to hurt anybody's feelings, but what is your least favorite attraction in Hollywood Studios? No, no, I don't need anyone's feelings. They can <laughs> keep them to themselves. I don't like the, the Muppet Vision 3D. Uh, I didn't like it when I was a kid. Don't really like it now. It was entertaining for like the first 30 seconds. And then I just didn't care to be there anymore. I'm also young and you are old. So Muppets was home for you. That was not the case for me. Um, it's all right. It's a good ride. Um, but I, like you kind of alluded to when you started this, um, this section on Hollywood Studios, it's just... It's overall a really good park, and I feel like I enjoyed it a ton when I was a kid, and I feel like I enjoy it a ton as an adult, and I feel like it's maintained throughout, and I feel like there's just more fun rides that I enjoy there, and I was, the park itself is that childhood memory that I kind of attached for Disney, less than that ride. Um, just wasn't my vibe. I know my brother really liked the ride, so I know there's people out there that like it, it's just not me. Um, Will I go and go on the attraction when we get there? Reluctantly, probably yes. And maybe I'll like it better this time as an adult. But, uh, yeah, it's not my vibe. I know I should have looked this up, but I feel like it's long. Yeah, it doesn't feel short in my memory. No, and I don't think it feels short in my memory, even since my memories are a little bit more recent. I don't remember it being very short. Like, there are long parts to this attraction that you're in there for a while yes another theater style non kind of thriller attraction um 3d you got to wear the goggles and everything but i i feel like we are always in there for a hot second for sure for sure what about you abby what's yours so mine would be another attraction so i think can you tell that tim and i are more thrill people so this attraction is the beauty and the beast uh, performance that goes on I believe it's like right outside of Hollywood Boulevard there's um <coughs> excuse me an outdoor amphitheater that you go into to watch this attraction and I just remember again feeling like it was really long and being in there and I love Beauty and the Beast as a movie this is another I love the original, I love the remake, I thought I would love this, but I was never enthralled by it. It never pulled me in, it never sucked me in, I never wanted to wait in line to go on this. I feel like I only went on it because we were with other people that wanted to see it. And honestly, if we go back, unless somebody else is dying to go on it, I doubt it's a performance that we'll sit through again. I'm sure, well, the way that we are, we'll go on everything twice. But, I don't know, since you brought up a little sidetrack, the remake of Beauty and the Beast... I actually like better than the original, which is, again, probably not popular opinion. I do like the original, but I feel like the remake was good, and yeah, I just think it's some, some pretty cool memories and well done um, to make it its own, for sure. Um, I guess we'll go on to Animal Kingdom. Um, before we do, I will say to our listeners, we're on a faster track than last time, so we apologize, but not really for the 46-minute episode. We are going to try to keep it a little bit shorter. Um, but we'll keep the thing going. Um, Animal Kingdom, my favorite park. I love everything about it. I only have been before when it just like started opening. Um, so I don't have 
vast experience there. Um, so I pretty much have refused to pick something that I don't like because I enjoyed everything when I was there. And, and I haven't not a lot since. of things were open. Correct. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So there was only part of the parks that were open. Um, so I can't really say anything unless I'm speaking on what I've heard from other people. So I'm just not going to do it, and I'm going to audible to you. Oh, he opts out. Okay, so I feel like this is one of those rides where unless it's 900 degrees out, which most of the time in Orlando, Florida, it is, and this ride makes total sense, the Cauley River Rapids is just not high on my list. One, because I don't want to be wet all day. And even though I am a tiny human, my clothes are not tiny enough that I would want to carry around a book bag to bring extra clothes in the book bag with me to be able to change into because that would be the only option for me to go on this ride. I would have to bring an extra set of clothes with me because it's not a ride where you just get like spritzed, sort of like Splash Mountain. You know, you get spritzed and you're not drenched to the bone where you can get off the ride and if you stand in the sun long enough, you're going to dry off. When you go on this ride, you're getting soaked from head to toe and I just don't want to be soaked, I'm going to be uncomfortable, my socks are going to be wet, and my underwear are going to be wet, and nobody wants to walk around Disney with wet underwear, that just does not sound well, fun. I swear you're wrong, and that's where you've been spoiled <laughs> as you grow up. Uh, Abby says this, she truly believes this, and this will change for Abby, because Tim likes those things. What's the point of going to a park and being perfectly dry and comfortable the whole time, plus it's 3,000 degrees, that's going to change, but we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that in a later episode. When, uh, once we've been and Abby tells you all about how she's been wrong her whole life and she really just needs to get drenched on a ride and appreciate the non-drenching rides. So what Tim's saying is he's going to carry a book bag for me with dry clothes in it so that he doesn't have to hear me whine the rest of the day about being wet all day. Yeah, it's pretty much the same size as Barbie clothes, so it's probably <laughs> put it in my pocket. Okay. I mean, I... If it's warm enough and Tim is insistent that we go on it, I'm down to go on it. But again, it's going to be one of those times where either A, I better have a change of clothes, or C, Tim's going to let me go back to the resort to switch clothes so that I can be comfortable for at least the you know last third of the day. No. Um, have you ever heard anyone have a hostage list for going to Disney before? Because that's what Abby just said. Um, we're going to enjoy it. It's going to be great. This is going to be trying time of our life. We'll just go on at the end and then she'll be happy and can go home and change and everything will be fine. Yeah, but won't it be cold out? This is negative thinking. We've got positive vibes only in Disney, Abigail. I know, but we're going in January. It might be chilly. It's Florida. <laughs> we do live in South Carolina, so I guess they have a few states closer to the equator than we are. So maybe we'll get some, you know, really warm weather in January. We will see. All right, um, so we have our, was it second to last, third to last category? Mm -hmm. uh, we're more than halfway through at least. But um, it's what is something that we didn't like about our Disney experience overall? Um, I'll let you go first. Okay, so I'm going to talk a little bit more about these last few trips that we went on where you literally have to plan your fast passes I think it's 60 days out if you are a on-site guest, which is what we had to do when I went the last time. So you have to pick your three rides from each park if you're going to each park 60 days out. Now, 
I have loved fast passes. I do not have a problem with fast passes. I think they're great. I like that you get to cheat a little and skip the line to get onto some of the most thrilling and favorite rides at the park but I hate that you have to pick them so far in advance. I remember the days when you went into the park, you ran to get your first fast pass, and it printed out this little ticket for you and you kept it in your pocket and you had to go back in a certain time. Well, I didn't keep it in my pocket. My dad usually kept it in his pocket because, you know, pockets I could- Pockets weren't big enough. Pockets weren't big enough and I probably couldn't have been trusted to keep my own fast pass safe in my pocket because, you know, you are digging through them to get things out and then I probably would have dropped mine. So I miss those days of kind of being able to get your fast passes the day of. So if you changed your mind about what you wanted to ride first, you could honestly just decide on the bus ride over to the park and then that could change if they were out of fast passes already. Some rides were so popular at that time. Like I remember standing in line for Space Mountain and sometimes by the time we got to the park if we weren't you know, there when it opened, the fast passes were already gone and you had to change your plans and you just had to stand in line for Space Mountain. And I was fine with that. And I'm a type A planner, so I'm sure this is surprising to him that I don't like to pick these things that far in advance, but I felt like part of the fun was getting there and kind of getting to decide that day and then maybe you had to switch plans or maybe you could get an extra fast pass for something. I just feel like there was a piece of magic that's kind of been lost in the fact that you have to plan so far in advance for everything, including which rides you're going to ride. I don't agree. I don't agree. I don't agree because most of my experiences came before Fast Pass, mm. except for the very last time I went, there was Fast Pass and I had one. That was the only time I experienced it. And I felt like not only was I cheating the line by cutting and doing something illegal, but it wasn't the same experience. Um, like for me, a lot of my memories come when I was a kid, and we did get to the park when it opened. That's always when we were there, and we were always there until when it closed. But we would we'd go to the rides that we want to go, and anyone that knows my family, we're not really a type 8 type family. Um, and we just went with what it was, and I felt like that was part of the magic for me, was we were just there, and we tried our best to beat the lines to the one that we wanted to, but if we didn't, we didn't, and we just enjoyed it for what it was. And I, I don't know. Honestly, I think... One of the things I'm least looking forward to is the whole fast pass, and I get the idea behind it, and I, I'll, I'll be ugh, can't talk. I'll be appreciative of it when we have it, but it's not. It's almost something I wish didn't exist. There, I know lines are long, hours long, and it's terrible. But again, it's like part of the experience, and I feel like as Abby said, I'd be shocked that she's Type A. I hate standing, so I'm sure she's shocked that I'm saying this, but it's the whole experience to it all is just going through it like you're not supposed to be mad in disney sure there are tired kids and adults and exhausted but you're gonna be upset that there's a line for a ride in a place that majority of people can't go to like that just seems silly to me but nonetheless speaking of magic we'll go but to mine your wish is my command because there are no fast passes right now no. so if we're still living in the world that disney world is currently living when we go we won't be getting any fast passes we'll just be Standing in line, everybody's on even ground, and we're all there to enjoy the magic. That would be Disney making my wish, my command, <laughs> not not Abby. Well, I mean, Unless you started I COVID, it. in which case no, this podcast no. won't be lasting very long no. because Abby will be arrested. Yes. Um, no, I did not. But no, for me, again, Disney is all about the non-fast pass and all that. So my 
upsetness, if you will, we'll go to the Magical Express, which I didn't know that was what it was called until Abby told me that. But for those that don't know or don't know that's what it's called, it's the, the bus, if you will, that picks you up from the airport and takes you um, to your hotel, to your resort. And from what Abby's told me about this, it wasn't as big of an experience for her because she did drive occasionally, sometimes. Uh, we never did. We, we didn't drive out of the state, never mind to Florida. Um, so we always flew. And it was, for me, it was just this thing like the plane was the last part of reality, if you will. So when we got off the plane, like Disney was this magical place, this magical bus that picked you up. And I'm not trying to use the title of the the uh, transportation, but it really was. It was like you got off the plane and you're in this other world. And from that moment, the moment you stepped off the plane um, until you got back on the plane, it was like this alternate universe, um, if you will. And it, it was always fun. It, it, it made the trip start then instead of having to wait to like your pass checked in the hotel because checking in a hotel can be kind of draining as well and take away the experience and I feel like the bus kind of started it off so that didn't really feel like part of the experience so I'm bummed about that I read some articles about what was it I can't remember the name of the company but there's a company that Mirrors is going to be running their own bus so there will be um, physical transportation that will get you there but ultimately I don't think it's going to be the same thing and hopefully it will come back but we shall see. So your experiences feel less magical when you didn't have the bus transportation from the airport to your resort. I've never not had it. But I think, I thought you went the last time. For a conference. And yeah. we stayed in Disney Hotel and oh. we took the bus. So oh. even 19-year-old me um, was pretty giddy about it. Um, yeah. So I've never, this will be my first time without said bus. Uh-oh. Um, so it's wild for it me. It better not get the trip started on a bad note. But. It's, it's going to. <laughs> bad is relative, but it's going to. But, but you've never driven through the gates in a car. Maybe that no, will, like... No, I went through in a bus. Yeah, but you can't see. You can see the gates of the bus. But my mom has that sunroof. Maybe she we can, like, hang out that sunroof like we're in a limousine and be like, woo! I feel like I've been to Orlando multiple times, usually for coaching, and mm-hmm. not go to Disney at all. Um... And Orlando and Disney are two different places, like to me. So like you can't mm-hmm. get to Disney by car. That's the way my brain works. Oh. Like it's just like just you have thing. to get there at the airport and get and on, on that bus. bus. Yeah. Like sort of magical Harry Potter esque. You get on the bus and it transports you. All your memories you. for Harry Potter are the same for me for Disney. It's just the way it works. Um, and I usually made fun of my dad because he has a thick New York accent. Um, when I say make fun of, I mean very lightly. It's Disney esque, but it was just cool to. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. What's next, Abby? So I think the next thing on our list is going to be kind of our worst or least um, memorable moment at Disney, whether it be because um, it was a bad moment or a scary moment or a moment that may have even caused a little bit of pain. So we're going to talk about a little bit about theirs. Uh, Do you want me to go first to tell you? Okay. So (laughs) when I was little, I was terrified of Goofy. I don't know why I was terrified of Goofy. I loved Pluto. Thought Pluto was the greatest thing on the planet. So the fact that the fact that I liked one dog and didn't like <laughs> another dog that was a Disney character didn't really make sense because we have three dogs. I love dogs. I grew up with dogs, but I was 
terrified of Goofy. And when you went into the Magic Kingdom when I was little, it felt like all those, you know, like the main OG characters were always out for people to get autographs right as you walked in. And I think this is where my love came for Chip and Dale, is because they were always a good alternative to go to because I didn't want to take pictures with Goofy because he scared me and my mom always you know really wanted me to get a picture with Goofy and I did not want to I remember crying about it and pretty much throwing a tantrum as only I could do in Disney World to the fact that I didn't want to take a picture with Goofy because I was scared of him now I have certainly grown out of that fear of Goofy and have many awesome pictures with him so I'm excited to definitely get my picture taken again with him this time and him plus they'll be the same height so kind of be cool it'll be goofy tim and me that not a thing right now are they of covid or is it like a distance it's at a distance and i don't even know if the main og characters are out but hopefully by the time we go they will you know have those opportunities again where we can get pictures taken with characters even even if it's from a distance (laughs) maybe i'll feel safer at a distance but um it's definitely not there i have some up close and personal pictures with the goof um yeah, I just, mine is kind of burned in my memory still. I still, to this day, do not like this character. He doesn't bring me joy. Don't dislike him, um, but it's their main one. It's Mickey Mouse. I uh, don't like Mickey Mouse. Um, and I don't really know where that started, if it's really from this story or not. Um, however, this is where I'm attributing it to, but one of the big parts of my childhood and going to Disney was um, was the character breakfasts and my, my mom always set at least one up when we went, if not multiple. And I feel like my mom and my father both enjoyed them as much, if not more than us. Your father, that's formal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was gonna quote the show that we were watching, but I'm not gonna do that. Um, but yeah, no, they, they've enjoyed it. So we went and I had really bad sunburn on my shoulders. And to this day, they're still like really freckled, but I got like, I think sun poisoning and I got uh, sun blisters from it, and um, we were gonna take a family portrait with Mickey, and we were all standing next to him, and Mickey did a normal thing and put his hand on my shoulder and popped the blister because he like dropped it on it, and that was simultaneously the same time the picture was taken, so we have a family photo of everyone happy and Tim and pain face. Um, <laughs> so I, that was not a fun memory, it was kind of gross. Um, and I, I don't think I've had the sun blister since, so maybe that was a lesson learned. But Disney uh, is great. Mickey is not my vibe, and uh, it never will be. Uh, I will not wear Mickey stuff unless it's like the OG OG version of Mickey, like the original one. I, I like, like that Steamboat one. Mickey. Yeah, I like that okay. version of Mickey a lot. Um, but modern me. day, I'm just I don't mess with it. It's just not my thing. You really traumatized you. I guess so. I just, I don't think I really enjoyed him beforehand. Like we talked about previous episodes too, is like, I always liked the small guy or the underdog, whether that's sports or Disney. So I never was really drawn to him in the first place. Um, so that's kind of been my thing. And plus I feel like a lot of the movies that I liked as a kid didn't include Mickey. So I don't feel like, like there were a lot of movies. Like there was the or shows or movie. anything. Like even yeah. the TV shows, there was ones with Mickey, but I was never like <gasps> Mickey. Like it was never my vibe. That was never your draw. No. That makes sense. Donald Duck was one of the OGs that did. Because oh. Aunt Deb's favorite. Aunt Deb is obviously my Aunt Deb's my mom's twin, but she's always loved Donald Duck and she like collects Donald Duck stuff at a reasonable level. 
Um, so I've always been drawn to him over Mickey anyway, I feel like. So. Yeah, I feel like I'm a Daisy Duck person just because I love pink. Like, you know, Minnie was never really, I never really liked red. Daisy so Duck is fun. I guess we can be Donald and Daisy yeah, when we go. Maybe we'll get that kind of matching stuff. Christy, since if you're listening, <laughs> which I know you are because you're a great sister, um, maybe that's the vibe we go with. Um, but we'll move on. We'll move on. We're, we're running long on time again, which is all fine and dandy. Great quality topics. But we'll go through this next one pretty quick, I feel like, because mm-hmm. it is our least favorite or the guest's least favorite. Um, Disney food and beverages. We've talked about this before for me. I don't have a lot of experience, but my least favorite is popcorn. And I'm sorry, Kathy. I know you like it. I think Ernie likes it too, right? Yeah, From it's like I've their go-to told. snack. Yeah, and it's just not me. It's always got caught in my teeth. It's something that's very basic, and it doesn't feel Disney-esque. It's um, it's just a, it's just a snack that I could have anywhere, and I can have popcorn at movie theaters. So, not my vibe. Uh, I'm excited for lots of other stuff. I'll probably have popcorn because everyone else will, but just ugh, ugh. So with him saying ugh, I feel the same way about turkey legs. I. I know they're at all of the parks, but I feel like the park you see them the most at is definitely the Magic Kingdom in Frontierland and over in that area of the park. And I just don't know if it's how big they are or the fact that you have to like eat them with your hands while you're walking or they look greasy. Just nothing about a turkey leg appeals to me. It was never like a go-to snack for my family. It just feels like this heavy thing that isn't necessarily fun for me and I have no desire to even try one I've never had one I know people who have and you know that's like a go-to snack for them but it's just it's not it's not my thing I've never had it I've seen it at like fairs and stuff I've never had it but everything you just described about it sounds like everything Tim likes eat with hand greasy yeah but I don't think you'd like it because you don't like boneless wings and I just imagine I mean you don't like bone in wings and this is just a giant Bone in wing that you have to carry around and bite your way around. Fair, fair, fair. So. We'll move on. Um, In the sake of time, we're trying to get this so you guys can listen to this in one sitting and not have to pull a Freddy and listen to it on the way to and from and back to work. (laughs) Um, So we'll move on. Um, Our least favorite Disney resort. Um, I want to go because I have thoughts and I want to get them out before I forget said thoughts. But... I've never been to a Disney resort that I didn't like. They're all good in different ways. Um, the one I picked, I've never stayed at, but I've never really had a desire to. Um, and it's the Swan and Dolphin for me. I think the location is great for it. Um, I think it looks really aesthetically pleasing. But again, I've talked about it multiple times. Like Disney is about being Disney for me. And I don't feel like that really has that vibe. Um, now that being said, would I have it? Would I would I go to it? Yeah, absolutely. I um, I think it would be a, a good experience, especially as an adult, but it's just not the Disney experience for me. And that's the thing that gets me. But I, I, I would be pumped to stay in it. I think location is great. Um, that was never really a thought process for me as, um, as a child. I never thought about distance. Again, the Magical Express, it was about the journey more than anything. So... That's what mine would be. Abby, you have all stars written down. I do because I just, 
Okay, we stayed at the All-Star Resorts all the time because they're a great economical option if you just want to go to Disney and you're only going to be there for a few days. And honestly, if you're only there for a few days, you're not spending tons of time in the hotel. But my biggest gripe with these is the distance. I just hated how long it took to get to and from the parks. In the morning, you were so excited to get there and then you felt like, and then you felt like you went on the bus and you, it took forever to get there. And then when you retired at the end of the day, it took forever to get back to your resort. So and That states the grave distance. This difference between you and I is, again, I go to Disney for the overall experience. Abby goes to get objectives done. <laughs> Which we're trying to change this trip, I feel like. It's going to be 100. a new thing Tim kind of introduces into our world. I just don't think... I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think we've experienced it differently. And I think that attests to you and your family about the way you valued and the way you went about it. I think there's stuff that I'll enjoy from that. But ultimately, like, if I'm stressed about time management while in Disney, I'm not going to be a happy person. That's just not, I'm not a happy person in life like that. Like, I like to be on time to things, but that's it. Like, once I'm there, like, I've met my obligation. So I'm excited to see how it goes, I'm sure. We'll have balance. And also, we're going to be there for so long. We're spending one day in each part kind of a deal. We don't have to rush. We can do everything. We can mix it up and enjoy it in our own individual ways. Um, we'll move along to the last topic um, for this episode. Sad but exciting that we're keeping it relatively good on time. And that is your least favorite uh, Disney movie. And I'm going to let you go first on this one. Well, we picked the same one. So it can just be a joint conversation about our least favorite Disney movie being Fantasia. Now, the offset is I love Fantasmic in Hollywood Studios. I think that's one of their best nighttime shows. But I just didn't like the movie. And I was trying to explain to Tim why I didn't like the movie. And I said, it reminds me of the ballet. And which probably makes me sound very uncultured, but I just do not like the ballet where you have to follow the story based on music and dancing. There are no words in the movie. It's just hippos and Mickey is a sorcerer and there's dancing brooms and you're trying to figure out what's going on, but all there is is music and movement. And it just didn't pull me in like all of the other Disney classics that I love that, you know, had a story and had singing and dancing incorporated in them, but... That wasn't how you followed the story. For sure. And I think I agree 100%. It is my least favorite probably of them all. That's the one I picked as well. But I think just like architecture, the reason I like architecture is it's boring if you just look at it. But if you understand the history and the time that it was made and all the things that included, it's pretty cool from an adult perspective. But as a child, I don't have memories attached to that for the same reason as Abby did. But I also think it's the same reason I enjoyed Fantasmic, right? That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that a bunch because all the same reasons that we didn't like it in a movie, it makes an experience an experience. So right. I think it was really cool. And I think that positive vibe is a really good vibe to end this week's uh, episode on. Um, I feel like we're getting slightly better at this. Uh, our dogs are less noisy, hopefully. Uh, but it's a process. They're part of the show, too. Uh, so that's it for this week. I enjoyed it. Um, thanks for listening. We'll get this out probably tomorrow. Abby gets her wish on this week at least, and then we'll have some set up for the coming weeks. Yep, I think that's it. Remember to follow us on Mouse Ears Rec, R-E-Q, at Instagram. And then if you want to email us any comments, suggestions, or feedback, we're open to it at mouseearsrequired at mail.com. And if you could leave a review on um, wherever you're listening to this on, we greatly appreciate it. And subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Yes. Thank you all. Take care.